Joyride podcast. John is my name. And Ian is my name. And it is a very hot and sweaty it's Sunday. Disgusting. It's the start of June and um, and Britain's being hit by a heat wave. It certainly has. And a bit of a drought apparently. Although we got rain last night. Did you get rain? No, we haven't had rain for quite some time. No, I mean, last night we had thunder and lightning for a bit. It was very, very frightening. Um, <laughs> and then like about midnight, it was absolutely pouring for a while. Oh, so wow. it's quite nice. I went out with the dog this morning, and the grass was a bit kind of like dewy looking, and it was yeah. actually quite pleasant because most of the grass was looking a bit yellow mm. uh, round here. I imagine down south, it's probably even worse. Yeah, second week of Wimbledon type vibes. That's kind yeah, of that's what it felt like with, without uh... the false hope of Tin Henman winning. <laughs> exactly, and uh, yeah, it's supposed to be thundering and lightning this evening, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't think I've ever told you this. My 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 nana, uh, my grand on my mother's side. I only found this out like about a year ago, but when my mum and her brother and sister were little and there was a thunder and lightning storm, even if it happened at like two in the morning, my nana would go in and wake them up from their beds and take them downstairs. And she, along with them, would all sit underneath the dining table until it had stopped. <laughs> every wow. time. Every like time it used to do, <laughs> Like, it was kind of like emergency videos used to tell you to do like the 50s with a volcano yeah exactly she did that kind of, every single time what is it cover duck roll whatever it is yeah wow. yeah i mean we've never done that no i mean we I were don't... sitting we were sitting at the last night when mm. it happened all of me and all my kids we opened the curtains up in the living room and we just sat staring waiting for it to happen and every time every time we stopped looking at we didn't actually see a single bit of lightning every time oh, no. like, we'd wait 10 minutes and be like right it's not going to happen and then you'd walk away and then it would happen behind you yeah <laughs> i mean i love thunder and lightning storms but I, I i presume actually if we go back through it you know she lived through the blitz and all that and it was probably that does a make sense of all that yeah. even so what, what a weird thing if it's like you know you're fast asleep and your mum's going come downstairs See, I'm the opposite. Like, as soon as it happens, I go to the Sonos speaker system in the house and put on the start of the Diamonds and Pearls album because that's perfect <laughs> for, that, for that kind of weather, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but yeah. So and then just switch and go to strolling after that. Obviously, there's no better song in the world than strolling. No. Uh, but yeah, so um, how's June finding you? Is it um, apart from the heat? In the part from the heat? Uh... I, I mean, that's the problem. As far as apart from the heat goes, there is no apart from the heat. I mean, it's just, it's all, mm. it's everything. I mean, I was saying to you before we started recording, we bought an air conditioning unit this week, um, which is lovely. But it makes, you get a bit spoiled because like, it's freezing. It's like a butcher's freezer in here. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's, you can, I, I imagine it's like an exorcist where you can see their breath. It's not quite that cold. <laughs> but it means you get very spoiled quickly it's like i want to take this air conditioning unit in the car or when i go out with the dog just to like have cold air around me all the time yeah no when i would because when i lived in when i lived in qa of course everywhere was air conditioned like mm. literally everywhere so it was only outside when you were hot and so yeah. but like here this is the thing is i'm like i can't cope with this heat and i'm thinking to myself i coped with the desert for three years exactly. and it's, these houses are not built for heat no. And there's, and that we are going to have this thing coming without wishing to get too dark and deep about 
difficult subjects, but with climate change coming mm. and they're being predicting that 30 degree summers are going to be normal yeah. moving forward, like conversations are going to have to be had about how we ventilate properly. I know. In these houses, not new houses, new houses. No, but the air conditioning you live in, in but... yeah, you and I live in older buildings and yeah. the, the, the walls retain so much heat and it's just, yeah. It, there, it, is, there is going to have to be a conversation about that soon. Yeah, because obviously, because it'll still be cold winters, maybe not, like, I, I think there was only snow twice last year, I think, maybe. So there wasn't a lot of snow, but it was still cold. Yeah. So that balancing of cold, cold winters and, and very, very hot summers, well, which is, yeah. The problem with the air conditioning unit, though, is it's now, because with the energy, with the cost of living of, like, gas electricity, you think, oh, in the summer I won't have to worry about that. But now we've bought mm. a new conditioning unit, I'm like, oh, God, our electricity bill's going to be really big again. Yeah. Because they very generously, I don't know if you noticed this, they, or you know this, they've put the prices down. Um, They're going to put the prices down a little bit. Very kindly, they're doing it in July, August and September, and then in October they're going back up to being higher than they were like two months ago. Oh, really? So we're getting, we're getting a nice price cut in July, August and September, you know, when we're all using lots more electricity <laughs> and, and gas than we normally use. <laughs> And then October. But yeah, they still, the news the politicians are still saying, you know, we've halved people's energy bills. It's like, no, you haven't. You haven't no. halved my energy bill. My energy bill is still, in the winter, my energy bill was five times what it was last year. You haven't, and that's not changed. It's not come back down. It'll be that again this winter. Without yeah. the 60, whatever it was, the 64 pounds, whatever it was we were getting. Um, so it's going to be even higher. But we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about the news. No, let's talk about some something, well, bittersweet in some oh, I thought you. I thought you were about to go salt and pepper on me when you went. Let's talk about something that's a sweet, which wouldn't have been as big a hit as let's talk about sex. No, no, it wouldn't have. But but more able to play when your parents are in the room. That is very true. <laughs> very true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was thinking that you know one of the things that this podcast has sort of championed probably for the last two years at least. Uh, we've talked about it quite a lot from time to time. Is is, is Ted Lasso. Well, I would like to say I've been championing it for four years and you, you only jumped been. on my Ted Lasso I, bandwagon two years ago because I, I kept saying to you, watch this programme, it'll change your life and you're like, ooh, football, ooh, comedy, ooh, American, fish out of water. I was like, please just watch it, you will love it. And I remember <laughs> you texting me after two episodes, you're like, this is the greatest television programme ever seen, it's better than West Wing. <laughs> to be fair, none of those were my objections. My objections were, it's on Apple TV, which <laughs> I, like, I don't, I don't have. have to pay. Exactly. <laughs> I but, but I take your point. Uh, you have been championing it from the beginning, um, and uh, yeah, I it is the. I would say, genuinely speaking, now as someone who has for twenty odd years been saying the West Wing is the best ever program, and for fifteen years been saying if it's not the West Wing, it's the Wire. Um, I think I would genuinely say oh, Ted Lasso might be might be the best. Well, I don't know. It's certainly the most enjoyable and rewatchable i mean it's not it's i wouldn't say like i mean my two favorites are the leftovers and lost and it does not surpass that in terms of i mean even going back i mean like lost finished about 15 years ago and i still have a massive affection for lost and i still rewatch lost but there is just something beautifully warm and just cozy and lovely about ted lasso and i don't and i just think that for years to come we'll be able to rewatch that and be like oh it's wonderful so good I think the thing is, I completely agree with you in terms of like what I mean, you know, both the two that I love, West Wing and Wire, uh, is that they're, they're both probably better made, better written, deeper, mm-hmm. got more depth to them. But it's kind of like, I guess, you know, when you kind of 
how to describe this. One of the best songs of all time is Twist and Shout by the Beatles version of Twist and Shout. Probably, mm. if not, or Help. But when, whenever you're kind of describing the best of the Beatles or whatever, you pick something that's, you know, something from Abbey Road or, oh, yeah, or Let yeah, It Be yeah. because it's the deepest, the serious. It's, you know, you know, it should really be something by Bob Dylan that's the best thing of all time. It certainly shouldn't be stopped by the Spice Girls because stopped by the Spice Girls is silly and it's ephemeral and it's, but, and I think that's the difference between Ted Lasso, say, and, and mm. The Wire. You know, The Wire is, is a deep cut. The Wire is a Led Zeppelin album. Yeah. Uh, you know, but as Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso is bad by Michael Jackson. Exactly, exactly. And the thing about it is, as I watched it, I was like, I'm not sure. This is the great, the great tragedy of Ted Lasso being made now of all times, um, when when television is so stratified yeah. and, and dispersed. Is that this is the television program that we need in 2023? We don't need The Wire. We don't need um, Lost as much as I love Lost, not as much as you did, but. We don't need those programs. We need Ted Lasso. Yeah, definitely. Because of what it says about, uh, because basically the message of Ted Lasso is is, is 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 about the idea of helping people to become the best versions of themselves that they can be. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the that's the mission statement of Ted Lasso, and uh, and you could almost sense the way you were saying something. We were very briefly talked about Ted Lasso before we started recording, and you said that the main character Ted obviously mm. the, the titular character he's not he's not in it as much this series um as he is the previous series and, and and i think that's part of the thing that the writers were doing they were kind of like we're showing everybody now yeah being the best that they can be you know and so there isn't that much you know we talk about light and shade there isn't a great huge amount of shade no in ted lasso no I think uh, even at the end of that last episode when Rupert was being shouted off the pitch, I think they did it in a way that you felt like they, they showed like Ted's face and mm-hmm. Nate's face. They clearly felt a bit sorry for him getting sworn at. Yeah. Because they because there was a few episodes ago where it looked like he and Rebecca were gonna get it on again. And I thought they're sort of trying to kind of redeem him, even though he's like a sex predator and he's like <laughs> horribly like you abuses his power and he's a terrible person. But it was to like you're meant to sort of sympathise with him a wee bit as well and just realise that he's a human being, he's a man. Yeah. It talked about his relationship with his dad and how he came from, like, difficult beginnings. And it was just... The, the message is definitely, like, to just be empathetic. Be nice. Care about people and be empathetic. And you're right. That is the show we need right now. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's what makes it so so beautiful. And, and again, you know, we, we've never really done plot spoilers on it and we'll continue not to but mm. the way that it brought in different issues you know the immigration issue which i yeah. think we talked about a few weeks ago you know and 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 one of the most beautiful parts of the the final episode especially i felt was that there were so many callbacks to all the episodes that came before it yeah. you know in that way that you could sort of see that that is where there were the big difference between lost and, mm. and ted lasso yeah. <laughs> you can see where they were going same with the wire by the way and mm-hmm. the west wing both of those those series um had massive missteps as they came towards their conclusion they were bungling it all over the shop mm. and um which i imagine i know you're frustrated by the fact i've never seen the leftovers but from the way you speak the leftovers nailed its concluding well, season think- I think Damon Lindelof had learned from Lost. Like he'd obviously plotted this tight three season arc, and everything. I mean, it left the central mystery is left as a kind of slight mystery, 
but everything characters and everything it, it all gets kind of like tied up quite nicely and it feels mm. like a complete piece whereas with lost i remember the first time i watched lost at the end of it i was kind of like not sure what happened there like that last episode <laughs> i did watch it again eventually i kind of like i got it and i and i like the I, I know people always slag off the ending of lost but i actually do really like it now but it like it didn't hit me at first at first i just felt i mean i don't know what i wanted from lost i felt like what i wanted was basically someone to come out and they actually did do this when you bought the blu-ray of the dvd they had this extra ending that was meant basically like ben going to visit he was going around closing all the dharma stations across the world and the guys were like, "Wait, that's it." And then they were like, "Well, what about the polar bear? What about?" And he like stands at a whiteboard and basically just explains stuff like, "Why there's a talking bird? Why there's a polar?" <laughs> so you that you can see that on YouTube. That does exist, and they were going to do that, but they David Lindelof said he thought that was a really rubbish way to end it. Basically, just somebody standing at a board going, "Here are the answers to all the mm. questions that you wanted," which is, I think that's what I wanted. But having seen it, it's like it's probably best not with that there. It's probably best to leave things open to a wee bit of your imagination, but. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I, I don't know, did you do the same as me as the final episode of Lost got up at three o'clock? In the morning I watched watch it at three it. in the morning, which probably, yeah. that probably, it's like when we went that to The help. Last Jedi. No, when we went to The Last Jedi, I know you hate it, but we went to The Last Jedi at the midnight show, and that definitely had something to do with their reactions to it. Yes. But watching Lost at like 3.30 on a really, it was a really hot summer's day, I remember, getting up at half three in the morning to watch Sky mm. Live at like half three or half four, because it was on, it was at the same time as it was on in America. That definitely clouded my reaction to it because I was waiting for all these big moments where they're like and this is what the island is and this is why there's polar yeah. bears and this is why that bird shouted Hurley's name in the first season and this <laughs> is why this happened this is because like they like things like the smoke monster was never really explained and lost like no. you know like the, the, the man in black fell into a cave and he came out as a smoke monster but it's like you still haven't explained it still no. not explaining it all right, so stepmom was CJ from the the West Wing, but we still not really explained it. <laughs> no, and I, think I wanted that... her. I wanted Alison Janney to do like a kind of press conference and explain all the stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think was Lost then. Just thinking about that, they're getting up at three o'clock in the morning. Was it was Lost really the dawn of us becoming as not me and you, but as 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 a sort of television watchers becoming precious about spoilers? I think was so. Lost the first of those shows. It certainly it had. It was the first show that i remember i mean obviously the x-files superseded it but like what came before it the I, it's the first time i was aware of people discussing a mythology around the show and th that kind of like theorizing online because when the x-files first came out it was like early 90s we didn't have the internet and people yeah. were i mean there probably were the like at the very start of the internet in the kind of mid to late 90s there probably were people who thought they were like those lone gunmen those annoying three guys those <laughs> yes. kind of like fan favourite characters who ever, like, I hated. But, like, you can imagine there were people in their basements, like, talking about the X-Files and, and having up theories and connecting, like, you know, trying to work out what something meant. Lost did feel like the first time that that happened. I remember going on, like, message boards and people talking about, like, what what the, mm. the foretold statue meant and what the polar bear said. And I remember, like, some of the... I mean, I used to... There was a couple of people blogged about it. And some of the theorising was, like, fascinating. But it was definitely, it was the first time you were aware of, like, spoilers. And that's why we all got up at four in the morning, because we didn't want to be spoiled for the ending of Lost. Exactly, because I'm just kind of thinking, like, you know, the West remember, Wing... But remember, it's weird to think, like, it, this is film rather than telly, but remember 1999 when The Phantom Menace came out? It was out three months before it, in America before we got it. Well, yeah, and The Matrix. I was about to say the same yeah. thing about The West Wing. The West Wing, we were yeah. a year behind for most of it. Well, when uh, Lost started, we were behind. Because remember, Lost started, this is not about Ted Lasso, 
But it's interesting. <laughs> when Lost started, we got it on Channel 4 and it had already been out in America. So we were yes. lucky because at the end of season one, when they looked down the hatch, it was like season two started about a month later because we were yeah. then we were then at the same time as in America because it moved to Sky. That's true. And I think that that's, that's a fundamental difference as well. Yeah, like funny how you say about the, you know, like Goonies and Ghostbusters and all these films. That, yeah. I mean, even Batman. Like yeah, Batman, yeah, yeah. I think, was much closer in terms of release dates, like, and it was because it was rare. Yeah. But Batman had already been out for at least a month, I think, in America before it came over to to to, to Britain. Um, but yeah, we were so not precious about spoilers then, maybe because we didn't have the internet, and therefore What's... it wasn't a thing. But, but... I was reading, I don't know. Did you? There was a Guardian Guardian article a couple of weeks ago saying that Ted Lasso season three had totally dropped the ball and it was awful. I didn't read it deliberately because I was just like, it's just going to I started it and I gave up. I was like, no, nah, this is annoying because yeah. I don't agree at all. I don't think it dropped the ball <laughs> at all. I thought it was just, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't say it's got better. I just think it's a, it's a weird three instantly brilliant. I don't think I, it gets better. I don't think it gets worse. I think you just fall in love with the characters more and more. And you just want, we've said this before, that's the mark of a good show is you want to spend time with most of the characters. I mean, there's one or two of the characters you're like, Nate, not sure how I felt about Nate, although they did actually kind of win me around in the end because you yes. and I talked about the last time I saw you, I was like, "Well, oh, I don't know what they're trying to do with Nate here." And again, I don't want to spoil it, but they like they did it in a relatively quick and satisfying way. They didn't dwell on it, and that's the thing they don't dwell on some of the other no. lesser shows would dwell on Nate's what he went through and his turning yeah. and then turning back and all this. Um, they didn't they did it quite quickly, which is what happens in real life. People don't tend to have long arcs in life. They <laughs> no, tend to just do things. And and I think that, again, without, you know, the, there's a scene and how they do it so brilliantly is it becomes not about Nate in mm-hmm. the sense that there's a scene between him and Coach Beard mm. at the end of the second last episode, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's the end of the second last episode. And you're just like, because that hits you like a brick. Of course it does. That yeah. scene. Uh, but it's not about Nate. No, and it's about Coach Beard. It's brilliant. Uh, and I think that that's what we found out about life is we, we you know, that's true to life is that it's often not about us. We don't, like you're saying, is we don't go through these epiphanies where we suddenly, it's, it's we hear of somebody, somebody else's story. Mm. And, and, you know, we hear about, we, we learn something about another person and then we go, all oh, right, okay, that's changed my views. That's going to change how I behave. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I just, that, that scene is, that scene was epic in the sense, you know, and there's about, I think there was three to four episodes of Ted Lasso, the final season, and there were some in season two as well, but in the final season where I was just in tears. In season, tears. Season two, when he talks about the dog in that first episode, always makes me cry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just always makes me cry. <laughs> but no, there were definitely, in the last few episodes, there were several moments where my eyes were stinging a wee bit. Yeah, yeah. Um... um and it's yeah and and just and as well as you know in all well certainly in a, in a lot of the seasons it's not the thing you know like the the, the joke voice you did about me saying how i didn't want to watch yeah, it because yeah. it was like but you know football because you're expecting a pele overhead kick escape to victory yeah you know thing happening in it or you know like a mighty ducks because um, t- like this this season there wasn't even that much football very very little football even which... the ending like they didn't show like the, the season comes to a climax they don't even show it just fades out then it's the aftermath of the end of the season it's, it's, <laughs> exactly. it's, and, and, and i quite like that i was like oh, i quite like that it's just like two weeks later and it's all round, you know round yeah because it's about the people 
It's not about exactly. football. Um, so, yeah, I imagine so, you clapping with joy when Pep said Ted's lines oh, in that last episode. Love you love that. Pep. I do love Pep, and obviously <laughs> it made me like it made me like Pep more. I mean, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Pep. Yeah, because I do genuinely think that that's what Pep thinks as well. Of course, do you know what I mean? Is he's, yeah. he's very and and to be fair, Alex Ferguson as well. Yeah. I think a large quality, and certainly Jurgen Klopp. It is the mark. I think we get lost in this idea of winning yeah. and losing because it was the Champions League final um, yes, last night, for those of you who are listening. It was the Champions League final last night. And again, watching it, I was just thinking to myself as it reached the sort of 50th, 60th minute uh, before Manchester City scored. And I was like, City could lose this. And then yeah. there's going to be a whole load of um, podcasts and Newspaper yeah, articles yeah. and television pundits going, chokers. Yeah. The Pep can't do it. He can't do it without Lionel Messi and his team, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and after watching Ted Lasso, I'm kind of thinking, no, but think where he's taking these players. Like, yeah. you know, all these players are playing better oh, for a whole year, probably, have played better than they ever had in their lives. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like, it's, like Liverpool, it's like Liverpool last year when yeah. they almost won like a quadruple and they didn't. But it was the fact that they came so close to it and everybody, it was all these think pieces afterwards like, ah, Liverpool bottled it, Klopp mm. you know, didn't, he was a rubbish manager and it's like no he wasn't, clearly not Yeah, yeah, because so, yeah. sometimes you lose that's yeah. the thing and that's one of the other great lessons of Ted Lasso is sometimes you just lose, even if you've done your best exactly. <laughs> sometimes you just lose and that's fine yeah. because, you know um, you get over it anyway, listener, as ever uh, well, Ted Lasso's most likely finished now, or certainly as a television program called it, Ted Lasso, it's finished. Mm. So you'll probably never have to, to listen to one of these shows just eulogizing about Ted Lasso. However, I must admit, we went off on a, a tangent yeah. talking about spoilers, and, and, and I think that's something we may well come back to because I think it's very interesting how our, we always like to talk about how culture's changed and popular culture changes, both for the better and for the worse. Um, and so uh, we'll probably return to that subject soon. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, yes, I would. I, we don't. We often used to finish this by telling us one thing to look forward to. I just think all of us, if you finish Ted Lasso, go back watch it again. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Before you cancel your Apple TV Plus, watch yeah, Ted exactly. Lasso and if you have cancelled it already, what, what platform is Lost on? Is it on now? Is it on, it's on Disney Plus? It's on Disney uh, Plus. Or Disney, is it Disney Plus that it's called? Yeah. Yeah, Disney Plus, yeah. The moment I was like, is it called Disney Plus? Yeah. <laughs> uh, go watch Lost on Disney Plus. I think that's something that I might leap into season three because I've watched seasons one and two about six yeah. times. I sometimes like to go season three or four and just watch the last three or four of seasons. Yeah, I might I might do that because I'm running season out of Season three is the one where they're in like jail cells for most of it. It's a bit boring. Oh yeah, I might just leap into four then. You've got Kate, it's basically just Kate, Jack and Sawyer in cages a lot. Although, oh, this is what I meant to mention to you. I don't necessarily know this needs to be podcast. Um, but <laughs> I was watching Aerosmith's video um, mm. of crazy, no, crying, right. crying, which is the Alicia Silver, one of the Alicia Silverstone okay. Aerosmith videos. And Sawyer is in that video. Oh, Josh Holloway. Excellent. <laughs> They're looking very young, but still with the same haircut. I miss... Just Josh, I, I miss I miss Sawyer and Harley talking to each other. I just I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> just, they they had my favorite interactions in Lost. The two of them were just always really funny. Yeah, that is true. I do miss that. I mean, the thing is, if they made Lost now, I don't think Sawyer would get to do as many nicknames, or they would be a different kind of tone to them. 
Yes, very much so. Because some of them are slightly racist now. If you yes. listen to, if you watch yes. yes, the culture has changed quite a lot. My favourite bit though is when like he's calling like Harley like jumbotron and stuff like that, and Harley just goes, "Shut up, redneck man," <laughs> <laughs> and and Sora just goes, "Oh, touche." <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, anyway, right. right, we we will let you go now, listeners. Have a well. lovely week. I hope you can remain cool and calm, uh, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.